Hello and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast dedicated to geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. My name is Everett and welcome to Lego Batman, the movie which just came out a little, nearly two weeks ago and we gave it a little leeway since this is going to have such a long run for you guys. Um, there are, of course, spoilers for the movie, as well as the animated um, adaption of The Killing Joke. Um, there shouldn't be anything else that I know of, but I hope you enjoy it. But real quick before I let you go, it's awards season, and are you sick and tired of these awards shows snubbing your favorite nerdy movies like superhero, sci-fi, um, fantasy, horror movies? Are you tired of the oppression of the nerds and geeks who love these films? Well, you're in store. This Friday on YouTube, if you go to Geek Cinema's page on YouTube, we are going to stream the first ever Geek Cinema Awards show, which is just a fun little uh, take. And we'll also upload a podcast version of it next Wednesday. But other than that, guys... I'll let you go and enjoy the conversation. Do we split with Kai? No. You haven't been on all year. Wow. That's oh, man. Lot. First one at 2017. Are we, are we sure? Welcome really? to the future, my friend. Oh, man. Um, speaking of 2017, this year, I'm trying to... Last year, I listened... I think I saw 14 movies in the theater. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, you can cheer for me. It's fine. <laughs> the cat. Yeah, I can hear her. She's knocking stuff down. Good job keeping track, Everett, because I, I do not. Like, I, I couldn't tell you. He started keeping Off track this year. I would have to look at him. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, I think I saw 20 new releases last year. This year, I'm going to break that record. And I think I saw more movies than I've ever seen last year. This year, I'm definitely going to break it because so far, what's today? Is today the 18th? 20th. 20th. Today's the 20th of 2017. I, that's, uh, is there 30 days in January? Mm, 31. 31. So we're 51 days in. I've seen 32 movies as of yesterday. I started keeping track of mine. Like I have like three different lists. Like I have gyms I missed, rewatch, and then new releases. Yeah, that's probably smart because then I'll have to separate it at the end of the year. Yeah. Because uh, right now, since our last podcast, which I think last time we had just watched Ten Cloverfield Lane, right? Yeah. That was our last full podcast. We did a non-nerdy thirty, um, but since then I've watched some that I've already seen, some that I'd have never caught before. Uh-huh. But I've watched The Matrix, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, John Wick Chapter Two, Sky High, Mad Max, The Road Warrior, Beyond Thunderdome. There's a little fun binge right there. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle, Ghost in the Shell, Lego Batman, Clueless. Monster House and About Time. Did you like Monster House? I've seen it before. I loved it. I love Monster House. I, I was I, I was excited to watch it again because I got to show it to Seth and Kendall. So you I, hadn't seen The Matrix until this year? Oh no, no, he's these seen these it. were uh, most of those. I think most of those in that list I've already seen, and so I was oh, just okay. doing some rewatching. Yeah, those are ones you've watched this year. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 
I've 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 seen eighteen this year. That's a, it's been a busy couple of months. Uh, but I'd like to tell you about something I just watched. Um, so it's something I've mentioned before, and I've been like, I tried to watch it a couple times, and like something would always come up. Uh, but it's called Voices, and it has Ryan Reynolds in it, and it is a like it's like a horror comedy. Uh, it's about a guy who has a has delusions, and essentially his uh, his his dog is an angel and his cat is a devil and his cat looks like your <laughs> cat and tells him to you know this maybe maybe murder movie? maybe murder people yeah this is the ryan reynolds movie oh. you can, and is that the movie that wishes the po- it was deadpool the poster with ryan reynolds he's got blood on his shirt mm, maybe. no he's in a pink suit okay We've i know i've heard the of the movie We've yeah seen the trailer it came out a couple years ago okay um but if you like, if you like, if you have a like a dark sense of humor, it's 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 really it's a beautiful film. Like everything is shot. It's interesting because you'll watch it the first time, mm-hmm. and you go back and watch it, and it's like a second. It's like a different movie because throughout the movie, like he's taking the, he's supposed to be taking these pills, um, and if you're paying attention, like there's a slight filter, and you kind of know you start figuring out what's reality and what's not reality. And at the end, whenever they reveal like the true reality of everything, it's just oh man, it's it's good, it's good. Um, mm. but definitely worth your time if you like Ryan Reynolds and uh, comedies, but like dark comedies. Yeah, dark comedies and horror movies. How old is that movie? Two thousand fourteen came out in December of two thousand fourteen. Oh, okay, so yeah, that wasn't too long ago. It's on. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of it. It's on Hulu, and I think it's on Amazon as well. I just watched recently, I saw... Has anyone seen the Dallas Buyers Club? No. How was that? No, I... Like, it was It was weird, because, like, I, I usually... I'm not into movies like that. Like, it was a very serious drama, but, like, mm-hmm. I think either the movie won an Oscar or some of the actors did. I'm not sure. But, um... But it was so good. Like, I loved it. It was, uh... It's I think Jared it's, Leto. it's somewhat loosely based off a true story, and it had Matthew McConaughey and Jared Leto in it. Okay. Yeah. And it was... I right. just... I didn't want to go too much into it because it's hard to explain but it was so good yeah and i recommend it it was on hbo okay do you did you check out any movies this this week either of you i've only watched pop star and pride and prejudice i mean just like the list i read the the past couple were the only one i hadn't seen was about time that was your list since we did a podcast last time yeah Damn! I thought you were just listing off the movies this month. Wow! <laughs> no. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, so I had two two weeks. Damn! This is a pretty big episode, in my opinion. This will be our our sixty first episode. Um, today, Kendall oh, wow. and Kendall and I have been engaged for six years. Uh, oh, congrats, guys! On, on, on we're this married. Day. Yeah. Well, you got. I I proposed to Kindle. Kyle can can confirm he was there six years uh, ago. Six years ago today, I proposed to Kindle. He only knows because of Facebook. But what's a bigger (laughs) what's a bigger deal than that is a year ago yesterday, uh, me Kindle and our friend Ian and our friend Garrett got together and recorded a conversation over Deadpool, and. Uh, actually, no, that's wrong. We didn't get together that day. 
that day we put up our first episode over Deadpool. Mm, a few awesome. days before that, we recorded the conversation. So our podcast is officially a year old. Wow. It's still a baby, Happy but... Birthday. 61 Happy episodes birthday. is a lot for a year. Hey, we, we, we crammed That's a few in there. That's almost one per week. Yeah, almost. We, we crammed a couple That's in during more the... Than That's more than one, one per, per week. week. It's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah, I know. Oh, you made it right. sound like you're like, that's almost one a week. And we're like, that's more than one a week. I think I got what yeah. you were saying. But yeah, we crammed yeah. some in during the Road to Civil War, the October Halloween specials. And then uh, the Batman month, we had tw- two every week for like five weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot. But I've enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed um, being a part of it. I've enjoyed growing closer to all my friends, and uh, let's let's give it another go. Yeah, another year. Here's to another year, Kendall. You're the Kendall's only drinking too. Better at me cheer like, it. like I, I just need <laughs> to stop. Oh, I'm just looking at you. I'm a little dead inside today. Ooh. Ooh. She was listening to the John Wick, Chapter Two soundtrack mm-hmm. when I got home. Just felt like listening to it. It's very dark. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. What I heard when it came in, I was like, "That's that's good." I like the opening track. It's the concert. Mm. Uh, that's all. Random. Good podcast, guys. The end. <laughs> oh, wait. We got to talk about the movie. That's right. Oh yeah. So Dude. last week, five days ago, Kendall, Matt, and I went to go see a movie, and Kyle, you saw the exact same movie, right? On Friday. Same time. I did. Oh, same same bad time. Same time. Maybe same not place. the exact same one because I didn't see it in 3D. So neither did, neither we. did we. Yeah. Oh, you guys didn't. Okay. Who would then do yes, that? That's yeah, who would do that it. to themselves? I don't know. Okay. No, no, well, <laughs> anyway, um, Lego Batman, big hit of Batman. of the of the f- the February times. Mm-hmm. Get this: some parents won't go take their kids to see this movie. Because they're expecting it to be like the straight to DVD Lego movies. Wait, that's why they won't take them to yeah. see it. Well, I mean, that's kind of the competition they face because since in 2011, whenever Batman Lego Batman Two came out, they started producing these Lego Batman DVDs, and actually, the first one was simply the cinematics of Lego Batman Two spliced together with a little bit of extra added footage for the narrative to create. Uh, a 30 minute film. I didn't know people didn't watch the Lego movie so that I just assumed everyone knew Lego was awesome. Yeah. Nope. No. I had uh, a friend tell me she wasn't going to go cuz she's like, Ugh, I just he's watched the Lego movies and he doesn't care about them." And I was like, "No, this is not the same." I will tell you that oh, okay, I have a I have an interesting opinion on this movie. <laughs> I I got out and somebody asked what I thought. And I said, sensory overload had its moments too long. Good message deep down. Um, it was more or less about being scared of getting close, scared of having a family, pushing people away to hurt less due to being afraid of losing them in ways beyond your control. That's how I feel about Lego Batman. I I was not. I, I, I own and I like the Lego Batman movies. I don't like the first one they put out, but they did this really cool one called the Lego Justice League versus the Lego Bizarro Justice League. And that was really cool. Uh, 
But yeah, I are you saying you didn't like this movie? I, I I give it like maybe Matt can go home now. Five five out of ten. Like I liked it more. I will tell you on the scale of all the Batman films, I liked it more than Batman sixty six. I liked it more than Batman and Robin. If it's not a Batman movie, huh? Put it on a scale, not a Batman movie. I would still give it a five out of ten. I was just telling you how it ranked for me in the in the pantheon of Batman films. Wow. Um. I don't know. It felt like there was... Probably my favorite Batman film. Okay. Let's hear everybody else's opinions and we'll get into it. Okay. Um, I'm, I'll go in and say, and I loved the movie. Um, when I saw the Lego movie, it was after it already released on Blu-ray. Same. And I fell in love with that one because mm-hmm. I loved the cast and the message and the animation was awesome. Music. Uh, music was fun too. Uh, comedy was spot on. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Cute little know. message. Yeah, the message just stuck with me from that one because it just fits so well with the creative. So the th- when I first hear that there's going to be Lego Batman, I'm like, okay, this could just be a money grab because it's a spinoff of one of the the character that basically stole the screen in the Lego movie. Right. But it completely surprised me in every way to where, I mean, I was not expecting it to go so deep into Batman lore. Mm-hmm. It did, yeah. I mean, like, I'll give it that. It had its it had its treats for the hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. I I will definitely give you that. That was one of the things I really liked about the movie and respected most about the movie is that, even though, I felt like this movie catered to the lowest common denominator, they also threw in bits for the hardcore fans. Yeah, and I will say, just go ahead and say now before I let Kendall and Kyle speak. Sorry. No, you spoke um, for me. I think this is this year's Deadpool in that sense because Deadpool was like it, it was the highest grossing rated R movie I think of all time is it, yeah, that, I think it of got all that time. yeah and so it sold amazingly everybody loved it but it was so true to the fans they got they got it for them and for lowest common denominator um, and that way this is the same thing and that sense to me with all the meta mm-hmm. jokes the uh, I mean we'll get into that later mm-hmm. but I think it was perfect in that sense see I don't like everything you remember that we sat in here one time you're like you and Seth like everything oh okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I I I told you before we even went into the movie like I, I I'm dreading watching this <laughs> like we were walking down the stairs and I was like I don't know about this Hmm. Kyle, what's your opinion? So we can get into it. Yeah, I uh, I, I like the movie a lot. You know, like like every, I think uh, you know, the Batman from the Lego Movie was probably like my favorite thing about the movie, and so uh, so I wasn't you know like like everywhere he said he was expecting kind of a knockoff or just like a repeat of it, but you know I was really excited for it, and so um, uh, so I was looking forward to it, and I I don't think I was disappointed. It was a lot different than I expected. Um, in that uh. I, I definitely, I, now that I think about it, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I, I don't really, like, Kendall seems to know the opinions of children because she's friends with people with kids and stuff. But, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to hear, like, that kids didn't really like this movie. And I think that would probably be because it would be, it, it was almost a little too clever for them or a little bit too into the Batman stuff. Right. Uh, Batman references and to where they just wouldn't get it. Or, like, there'd be a lot of jokes that are, like, really quick and they're just like, what does that even mean, you know? And so, uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to hear that it wasn't really popular among kids, but 
I definitely think that um, as you know, as a Batman fan, um, then you know, and especially after us going through all the movies this last this last year, um, I definitely enjoyed it, and uh, and yeah, I liked how. It was, it was almost, you know, Everett's, it's, it's, it's interesting that you said it was uh, kind of like Deadpool because um, my first thought was it, it was, it fit the genre of the movie in that it was, I feel like to me it was a Batman movie, but it was also a spoof of Batman movies, you know, yeah. Yeah. where it, uh, it poked fun at the, the entire, uh, you know, other Batman movies that weren't as successful, uh, poked fun at just Batman in general, like kind of the ridiculousness of it and some of the embarrassing stuff that, you know, throughout history or throughout his history that, um, you know, has been kind of ridiculous about Batman. So I liked how it, it was a Batman movie, but it also made fun of Batman movies, kind of like Deadpool was that it was a superhero movie, but it made fun of superhero movies. And so, um, so I like that a lot, but I do have my critiques of it, which we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But so I, I wouldn't say it was a perfect movie or I, you know, I thought it was, uh, you know, amazing or anything like that, but, um, but I definitely liked it a lot. It's the new Batman 66. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, it's the second only Batman comedy film. Yeah, and I feel like the reason why they did Lego Batman, uh, not only because he blew up in um, in the Lego movie, but because this is DC's way of being able to do a parody film that they can control, and it's not somebody out there like, oh, here's Batman, or, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, like Spaceballs, right. that kind of thing. Um, or like we had that horrible, uh, like scary movie style superhero ripoff uh, called superhero movie or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my, uh, my first off. Okay. So it starts and it feels like there are so, there's so much going on. There's so much like random things they throw at you. Um, like between character actions exposition just in the first couple of minutes it just it's like an overload and it's like nobody like especially kids are not gonna under are not gonna be able to grasp everything being thrown at them i know that i did because like i've been around i know these characters i don't need their names told to me uh, but that was one of the first things is like they're introducing all the villains and going <laughs> through that um, I thought it was just like a funny thing that there's just so many that he's fighting at once. It it was funny, but it like you didn't er, need to know their names, right? Except but, for the Joker, and it was meant to be funny, but it was still like the entire movie does this. Like it just keeps throwing stuff at you for what I felt like was the stuff was the sake of just throwing stuff at you. Like some of it felt like a toy commercial. Like here's the, recreate this scene, recreate that scene. I don't know. That bothered me. Um, so that was that was like my right off this right off the bat. That was what I was feeling. I was like, this is like somebody just set a strobe light down in front of me and said, "Hey, look." I think you think about things too much. And, okay, maybe <laughs> I do, and maybe that's the reason that I, I don't, I don't, I didn't really like this. So it was that, and then immediately from that, we get into meme speak. Do you know what that is? Like the "come at me, bro" and stuff like that. That like in fifteen years, nobody's gonna remember. Like this movie in my opinion, fucked up big time because it put itself inside of a capsule. Like, But we like that. Our generation likes nostalgia. We, we like that now, but 15 <laughs> years from now, people are going to watch it and be like, why did they say that? Like, Or why is this relevant? Or what's what's up with that? You know, like, I don't know. It felt like I this movie. I think it'll movie... be like the, what's up? So yeah, when exactly. you watch it, you're going to be like, yeah, remember that? Awesome. Right. We remember that. But you know what? Like, 
people that aren't our generation that didn't they're grow not up gonna be that, watching that then but if they did they're not gonna understand what the they're gonna be like what is this and, and they'll google it this is a batman movie so therefore warner brothers is gonna shit this thing out on home video as many times as they can as many like and not only that but like just like bring it back every so often like oh look or bring another sequel out i don't know i just feel like I feel like it put itself too much in a time capsule. Like Batman 66 put itself in a time capsule in a way, but it was a sign of that time in general. Um, all the jokes you watch then are st- like in the movie you're, you still get now. And they brought them back for this one, like the bat repellent shark spray. That was mm-hmm. cool. But like all the jokes told in that movie, you still get to this day. You know, mm-hmm. you don't need context necessarily. But with this movie, it felt like if you were not, living now some of these jokes would just fall flat and i just don't believe this movie will stand the test of time and that's one of my biggest problems with it um is because batman is meant to be timeless oh gosh just in general like a good movie period is meant to be timeless you can watch schindler's list today or 20 years ago and it's still just as great godfather Mm -hmm. alien things like that right and you can tell, yeah, whenever, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of faith in a movie when they think, ah, nobody's going to be watching this, you know, 20 years from now. So let's just make the pop culture references of the kids today. Exactly. You know? and so that that almost is, yeah. So I get what you're saying. Well, well, I may not be on the exact same page as you where I, you know, I thought that made it a bad movie or anything like that. I, I get what you're saying that um, that it's it almost shows their weakness whenever they're putting in jokes like that. So I, I think I get what you're saying. But could you say the same thing about Deadpool? Because there's a lot of pop culture jokes in there. A lot of pop culture. I honestly haven't. It's seen kind of it. one of those things I think we'll see. I, but, I haven't uh, seen it recently enough to be able to answer that. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to just say I haven't seen it. No, I no, like, I haven't. Whoa, I really, whoa, whoa. I really enjoyed it. That's the thing. I really enjoyed Deadpool, and maybe it's just because I'm like this is through the prism of being a Batman movie. Uh, but I mean, it's not my only problem. My other problem <laughs> here, here. Okay, I'm going to get into this. Have you seen the Killing Joke the movie? No. no. Don't spoil mm-hmm. that. Well, I'm going to spoil, spoil I'm going to spoil a part of it, all right? And it's a part that kind of added in stuff that wasn't in the comic. Right. Okay. And one of it uh one of the big parts was everywhere on the internet was the fact that Batman and uh Batgirl had a relationship. Right? Hmm. Okay. People went fucking crazy mm-hmm. whenever all of a sudden Batman and Batgirl had a relationship. And I'm sorry, but like if you read the comics, their really their entire relationships have been very flirty and things like that and um it's always teetered you know what i mean what did this movie do like they made barbara gordon the love interest and everybody's just okay with it and it's like wow like i disagree like i didn't I, know she was a real character so i don't care she's Batgirl, barbara gordon she I is... didn't well now she is okay didn't you watch the movie what <laughs> I said, now she is. Didn't you watch the movie? Right. She becomes Batgirl at the end. Uh-huh. Well, she, okay, so she's always been Batgirl and Barbara Gordon. And uh, so that really bothered me because... In no, honest, I called her a friend. Honestly, uh, in The Killing Joke, it made sense. Like, I felt like that was fine. But here, I felt like they forced a love interest. And I had a major right. problem with it. I didn't take it as a love interest senior. because she shows no interest at all. Whereas he kind of he doesn't just, really show interest he, either. He, he just has goes, the Barbara. like yeah the overconfidence <laughs> thinking does. that he 
because he's Batman, he can have he her. He can but... have her, yeah. And he goes after her. He womanizes her. Like, if anything, like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> no, Batman. That is way worse than anything <laughs> portrayed in, uh, in The Killing Joke. Sorry. And it just, it really bothered me because, like, this is a kid's film and we need to show kids it's okay to not, like, not every movie needs a love interest. And if anything can demonstrate that, it's it's movies like Lego um, or and, Pixar films. And I'd say that plays to his uh, character development because at the end he points out, she's just my friend, but she's a girl, and that's okay. Right. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know. Like, it just... They can be flirty. It's fine. It just rubbed me the wrong way. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Kyle, do you have anything to say about that? Um, yeah, I know. I just I hadn't really thought about that, you know, the, the parallels between those, but... Um, yeah, that is kind of a double standard, you know, but I mean, it didn't really, yeah, it didn't really bother me too much. Um, other than the fact that, you know, the people who complained about it from the killing joke didn't have anything to say about it from this one. Maybe because they don't care as much, I guess, cause it's not, you know, or they didn't, they didn't watch it seriously. Yeah. They, yeah but, probably uh, not. Yeah. I don't know. So that was another problem. I loved Alfred in this movie. Mm-hmm. Alfred was fantastic. One of the best parts of the movie. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. He had one of mm-hmm. uh, my favorite jokes, which is when. Um, he finds him staring at the pictures and he says, <laughs> I've seen you go through this so many times in 2016, yeah. 2012, and has... 2000, and he goes back all the way. <laughs> and even your weird 60s stage and it shows right. the like, <laughs> live the action, the actual shot yeah. of him dancing. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Which, um, and I wanted to say, um, I had seen Will Arnett on Jimmy Kimmel doing like some, some press for it. And he was saying that uh, Ray Fiennes was in the movie. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. I wonder who he plays. And then we get in, and I didn't catch that he was Alfred until on our drive home. Because when I see Lord Voldemort, I'm like, oh, that must be him. Uh-huh. But then I'm hearing him like, that doesn't sound like him. No. And it turned out, I guess Eddie Izzard did the voice of Voldemort. But uh, on my dri- on the drive home, I'm like, Oh, he's Alfred. And then I'm thinking about it over the next few days, yeah. and I'm like, he would, like, be the perfect guy to portray the animated series Alfred. I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, well, he'd basically, like, with the mustache, he'd basically be his character from Grand Budapest Hotel. But I I loved him, too. He was he was excellent. I haven't seen that movie. Um yeah, I thought I thought he was awesome. I loved uh, I loved Ray Fiennes. He was he was perfect for it. But I did think I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be funny or like I'm sure it was intentional. Like if they had Voldemort in the movie, because I just assumed that you know oh they had Ray Fiennes. So you know as soon as you see Voldemort, I'm like oh okay that makes sense because it's Warner Brothers and Ray Fiennes is in the movie. So of course he's the voice of Voldemort. And I didn't really like give it any more thought. And then yeah, I looked it up later and I saw that he was the voice of Voldemort was played by somebody else. I was like. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. I think the deal was is that because uh, I, th- I believe, I might be wrong, but I believe Eddie Izzard also portrayed Voldemort in the Lego movie. Okay. And so they just, they, oh, okay, this exists sense. in that same universe. Yeah, I forgot that he was in it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and like, I appreciated Alfred. I loved, like, after the opening scene, right, we get to the quiet moment at home where he gets home with his computer and... It's just kind of a quiet, like it's uh, it's a break from all the intensity we just went through, and I liked that, and I mm-hmm. liked his relationship without, like immediately, like we saw the relationship start with Alfred, and I was like, okay, like 
maybe this is what the movie's going to be. I like this. Like this is this is much better than what I thought I was going to get. It didn't end up that way. But uh so where does it go after Alfred? He gets home and he goes to is it the I think he goes to the like the dinner party thing yeah, or the and we see the villains like Joker's all broken up because Batman doesn't hate him. Mm-hmm. Which is a, essentially saying like you're afraid of commitment. Right. Like that's another thing this movie another message was hidden in this movie is like people are afraid of commitment. Even Batman's afraid of commitment. Um which I if we can pause on that point uh one of the reasons I love this movie is I feel like this Batman is the most relatable Batman we've ever seen on screen. Interesting. Because yeah. I mean and if you think about it I've I I haven't read the early Batman stuff, but I've always heard that the early comics, um, which Are, I mean, DC took over. They were just superheroes. They weren't relatable characters. Yeah, they're just basically gods. And until Marvel comes along and tries to like do that with some of their characters, Spider-Man and uh, X-Men, and then you start to see the change. And then all comics are another form to relate to the reader. Mm-hmm. And I'd say a lot of that, especially the Dark Knight trilogy, um, we see relatability with Batman. I'd say it's almost completely gone in BVS unless you're like a rich, insane person. <laughs> right? but, uh, oh, I relate so much to him. <laughs> I know the struggle. <laughs> but in this movie, like, I mean, like you said, he has trouble committing and he's afraid to move on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt so. I, I get that. And I agree. Like this Batman does have a lot of re- relatable point points. Uh, and I won't disagree with that. Like I related to points of this movie more than I would care to admit. That was good. That was something like I felt like the characterization, like the narcissist of Batman was played perfect. Mm-hmm. Like this is Batman. This is this is the Batman that we all like. We think like, ah, oh, in his head, you know, he's got to be like, oh, I'm the best, and da da da. And like this one just speaks it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's fun to watch. Like that is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm not completely negative about this movie. Just a half and half. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he kept going on about his uh, his abs or this and that, <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, like that's. That's exactly the narcissist that Batman would be. Yeah. Um. So we get to the so the Joker like brings everybody together to like surrender. Like that's gonna be his big plan because he wants to get up in the uh, in the uh, the Phantom Zone, and that that whole fight that goes on there, and all the way through, like it felt like this movie should have ended. Uh. When, about the time they broke, uh, or rather, uh, Batman and Robin were let out of Arkham, it felt like the movie should have ended there. Like, this movie started to really, really drag, and a lot of it was just because of the chaotic fight scenes. Like, the whole last, uh, from them being broken out until uh, the city being put back together, like, it just, it really dragged for me. Like, okay, cool action, stuff like that, but it was... I don't know. I get bored watching Two Towers and things like that whenever the fight scenes go on for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Or Transformers. Like, I get bored there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes those freaking long-ass slow-burn movies. I do. But he can't watch. 
Oh my gosh! <laughs> I do. See things explode for an hour. Oh, boring. But the thing is, <laughs> get is like, the explosions. <laughs> I don't know. The thing is with slow burn, like there's a lot of like tension and things like that to keep you into it. And here, there's no right. stakes. I never feel the tension, so I guess that's why they bore me. I like. I mean, this movie had no stakes. This had. I the, feel the, the tension. The one moment it had stakes. They rectified it like that because you thought it was going to be Alfred and like, okay, this is how everything's going to change. I thought Batman was going into the cloud forever. No. But I mean, like this movie had no stakes. Like you thought it was going to be Alfred. That didn't happen. And then I, I, they're going to kill Batman and Batman v Superman before they put Batman in the Phantom Zone and Lego Batman. Like that's just a fact of life because you can't end a kid's movie on a sour note. You can't Empire Strikes Back. So. Hmm. You just can't. See, I didn't think about any of that stuff. I was just immersed in the movie. There's was, your problem. I was not. I was picking this thing apart. I was like, Ugh. And can somebody tell me what the big green thing was? Like, I understand that was a monster, but it wasn't Godzilla. I thought it was, thought it was supposed to be Godzilla because it... That's what I thought. It was I a mean, swamp thing. It was not swamp no, the thing. the giant one. Yeah, I thought it was a big swamp thing. No, that's not swamp thing. I th- I think it was supposed to be Godzilla because I mean it was swimming through the water and it breathed fire. Okay, so Maybe. that's what I took it as. Which is like a really weird Godzilla. Yeah, it yeah. kind of looked more like Reptar actually. There we go. So uh, I liked I liked the Joker's plan of like bringing everybody together. That was cool. It just kind of up until the end, it really diminished the other villains. The 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 Rogues Gallery like. Mm-hmm that we know and take more seriously. It's like, oh, these guys are better and da 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 And it kind of, it kind of, uh, I feel like they threw in characters for the sake of having characters and wasted them. Like the villains, especially. A standout villain was Bane. I loved Bane in this. Like he was so dumb and goofy. Like, <laughs> He's was hilarious. Like, okay. Yeah, he was. And he had, the, he had the Tom Hardy <laughs> voice. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. That's fun. I didn't see who played him. Uh oh, Doug Benson. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know. Somebody else go with something because I'm gonna. I, I'm just gonna drown. Well, on here. that point, I I thought um I loved all the all the characters just because it was just I thought it's just and I'm being selfish because it probably isn't fair to the normal moviegoer. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it wasn't that bad for them because it's setting pretty high on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Right. Um, so maybe it wasn't that bad for most people, but I was just happy as a fan to see all those people in one place. Yeah, I yeah, mean, for sure. That, that that was just I I loved that the play of that joke too when they're like, uh, Commissioner, all the C list villains are in yeah <laughs> in the airport or wherever it was. But they there were so many names in this movie I was looking at, and I'm it's crazy how instead of paying just a um voice actors Mm -hmm. to do this they get big name celebrities to do Mm -hmm. this i mean we had Uh, conan o'brien and billy d williams and channing tatum was superman and jonah hill was green lantern yeah there's it's ridiculous how many people were in here which i thought was so funny that they got billy d williams to play two-face that was perfect. Oh, he played yeah. Harvey Tent in yeah, Batman. Right. Batman 89. He finally got to play Two-Face. And it yeah. was the most terrifying Two-Face you've ever seen because like, his skull is hanging out. Oh, yeah. I liked the computer. Uh, I liked I liked computer. seeing... Yeah, I liked all the Batman vehicles. Like Going through the cave was so cool. Like, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. And the suits, too. 
Uh, yeah. There was the Batman Beyond suit. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there was so many in there. Uh, yeah, me and Kyle and Kindle, when we did our uh, Batman episode over all the Batman movies after we went through our 50 years of Batman, uh, we Kyle brought up, which is your favorite Bat Cave, and that was just really hard to break down, but this one is probably my favorite. I think this one takes right? it, yeah. It's just so it was the coolest cool. looking I mean, in. Yeah, it had so many references and stuff like that in it, too. What did you guys think of uh, Michael Sarah as Robin? Love him. That's that's actually what I wanted to talk about. What did everybody think of Dick Grayson? He's so cute. I thought it was hilarious when <laughs> he's like, fun. they call me Dick, and he's like, kids can be cruel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that was my okay. So me and my wife went and saw this together, and uh-huh. like we didn't have a kid with us, right? And so, but like there, we went on like a Saturday afternoon, so there wasn't a lot of people in the theater, but it was like mostly families, from what we could tell, like people with their kids. And we were not expecting that line at all. And so we were like in tears laughing at that part. <laughs> when he said, like we were like nobody else in the theater was laughing either. <laughs> but it was, oh, we were dying. I think Everett and I were the only ones laughing at some things like when they're like, there's 80s animatronic creatures on the, <laughs> yeah. on the wing. Like you and I were laughing, but nobody else was. Yeah. That's uh, great. The gremlins. Yeah. That, that was fun to see the gremlins. Mm hmm. Um, I'm back on Dick Grayson. Uh, I was, I ex- actually didn't realize this was Dick Grayson. I thought it was Carrie Kelly for a long time. Yeah, me too. Cause it looks like a girl. Yeah. Cause the glasses, well, the glasses yeah. and everything. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. Like this is Carrie Kelly. And, uh, no, was not. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I liked, I liked Robin, but I really felt like they, uh, they almost overstepped some of the sexual jokes towards him, seeing as how it's supposed to be like an eight-year-old or whatever that he said he was. Hmm. Um, specifically, whenever he puts on the costume for the first time and starts dancing around, he's like, I cannot even look at you, or I cannot even look you in the eyes, or whatever he said. <laughs> there was a few other yeah. like, little little ones that were thrown in. I was like, that's almost a little much. Like, that's yeah, sexual. I think it was... He was dancing and putting his butt in Batman's face. Mm-hmm. It was kind of sexual. Yeah, yeah. especially with all yeah, you're sexualizing the body. Yeah, quit sexualizing <laughs> Robin. Batman, Robin. Don't sexualize uh, well, yeah, Dick. I, I think they they sexualize it because otherwise Batman would be able to look him in the eyes. No, because that just means like you're being ridiculous. I'm not even gonna look at you. Anyway, it's not how I took it's, it. It's, that's how it's I took it's it. kind of funny that in all these comics ever that that's been the thing is he's hanging out with this grown man in underwear right. basically but i thought they handled that pretty well um especially when uh, barbara says oh you have your son with you and he's like well he's not and she's like it's weirder if you're not your son, son yeah exactly like, <laughs> that was yeah. the perfect way to handle yeah. that i thought well, she yeah, was was Rosie Dawson, right <laughs> yeah yeah she did great and this is actually an african-american barbara gordon so it was kind of cool like i didn't people kind of freak out sometimes when you change the race of a character um like people went insane when Human Torch was changed, and this doesn't this didn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me. It actually looked kind of like Rosie Dawson. Um, and now she's both in the uh, DC universe and the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Who's she? oh she's in Daredevil? That's right. She's Good Night or Midnight Nurse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I thought she was in uh, Jessica Jones too, but I haven't I haven't watched she all was. that yet. So. Yeah, yeah, she, she was. She snuck in there. But I mean, on that point, I thought they Kyle brought up earlier. Um, the sixties movie was a satire of the comics at the time. Mm-hmm. And this, like he said, it satirizes the entire 
Oh um, yeah, like lineage. Yeah, the, all of it, which is, I think it's super fun because a lot of people take Batman way too seriously. Sure. And I mean, cause people take most things way too seriously. And I tried to not at all. Right. And so it kind of, I conflict with lots of people in that way because I don't take anything too seriously, but I thought that was great because I love Batman to death. I mean, I've got many Batman things in this studio right here. I spent probably far too much on that shelf over there. <laughs> um, Batmobile. Yeah, the Batmobile. Awesome. Because <laughs> um, now it's gone down in price oh, a lot it? more than I paid for it. So uh, I was, as a fan, I was completely fine with them poking fun, especially like the. I mean, we had the weird sixty stage, and then I liked the poking fun. Mm-hmm. I did like that. Like I liked all the jokes about him and and whatnot. My problem, my main problem with the comedy was just that it was, it's in a time capsule. Like it's. Mm-hmm. Too pop culture, too meta, and time will show whether that mm-hmm. like hurts the film or not. Right. Um, yeah. But, but it really did. Of, it surprised like, me though, because from the very beginning of the movie, like I just I didn't see that coming. I hadn't watched any of the trailers for it except for like the very first teaser trailer, I think, or something like that. And so, uh, but yeah, the very first joke, I think the pilots make it where they say, uh, you know, he's like, "I'm Batman's greatest villain," and he's like, or they. I forget what they say. They make some kind of reference to uh, the time with the two boats. Or they think you think it's going to work. And he's like, do you mean the time with the two boats or the parade with the Prince music? So, <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's I was like, that took me by yeah. complete yeah, yeah. surprise. I was like, yeah, I what? <laughs> yeah, and yeah all I just those, didn't see that coming for a, a family Like that movie. point, like the the kids in there aren't going to catch that, at least not the, the 89 reference. Right. But yeah. it's still, I think there's a wide enough audience seeing this I mean, the kids might be 40%, I would say. Maybe, yeah. Of people attending, um, but that's plenty. I think 60% is enough to catch the rest of those jokes. Fine. Yeah. I mean, we there's even smaller demographics, but like I go back to Deadpool, there was jokes for everyone, and there was jokes for extremely small demographics. And there were jokes like, for Like in days. here we had the <laughs> the one where he says, what would Batman do? And he's like, completely abandon everybody and go off on my own and then gets the, into the Nightwing suit. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that and was like, a great shout out for all the yeah actual comic readers. And I mean yeah. like, the, like those jokes I don't feel are encapsulated by time because like if you're a Batman fan watching the Lego Batman movie you can go watch the other movies and you'll get the jokes in Lego Batman. There is like a record of that. Mm-hmm. But the memes and whatnot, like you'd have to go digging back through the internet. Like it's like, <laughs> what does this mean? Like I don't know. Right. That just. Yeah. But I liked it a lot because that's what I think. That's what makes it a big difference between like a kids movie and a family movie because uh-huh. like when you see those jokes, like you know, like the like the parent, the parents in the theater are gonna be like, okay, that obviously wasn't for my kid. So, but I laughed at that, and so so that's what you know. There's jokes for every person, and that's that's watching it. It's for the like the whole family. Or even for people that, you know, don't have kids, then they can still think it's funny and enjoy it, you know? So that's why I think that that's what makes it a really good movie. I I definitely liked how it portrayed uh, Batman at the Fortress of Solitude. Like they were having the Super Friends party Mm -hmm. and it's like... You completely isolated yourself, and nobody's gonna notice you. Nobody's gonna pay any attention to you. And yeah, and Superman never even came calling for the Phantom, uh, Phantom Gun. It's like what? <laughs> like he's probably still partying. Probably like 
him and Green Lantern, the Wonder Twins, and everybody else. Yeah, that was really sad. Uh, oh, I remember my favorite villain now uh, showing up. Um, what I was going to say earlier was uh, they even threw in uh, the the great white from the great white from Jaws. Yeah, and that's what they use the shark repellent spray on. Yeah, yes, that was such I a good that, joke. I mean, yeah, I didn't think that actually worked for us. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was yeah. I was like, holy shit! Like that was a good one. Speaking of villains, like we had what? Who else? We had, we had Sauron. Was it Sauron or Sauron? Yeah, Sauron, right? From yeah, yeah I have Sauron. That was so funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we had. It was played Kong. by what's his face, the the guy from Five of the Concords who's from New Zealand. Oh, Jermaine Clement. Yeah, yeah, it was, played, it was voiced by him. Yeah, we have Medusa, the creature from the Black Lagoon, Dracula, King Kong, the Daleks from Doctor Who, the Gremlins. Wicked Witch of the West and her flying monkeys, yes. the Kraken from Clash of the Titans, Agent Smith and his Agent Smith was clones. awesome. Yeah, yeah, they were they were super fun. Uh, Voldemort, the Great White, Eye of Sauron, and the Tyrannosaurus and Velociraptors from Jurassic Park. I didn't yeah. see the creature from Black Lagoon. Yeah, I think I did. Did you? Okay. I think it might. Yeah, I remember seeing it now. Okay. Yeah, because I don't, I don't remember seeing creature. I remember seeing Dracula. And I thought for a long time the big Godzilla-looking thing was meant to be the creature, but I guess that's supposed to be the Kraken. Yeah, I guess so. But it was odd that General Zod was not in the Phantom Zone. Right. Because they had just oh, done yeah. the piece. <laughs> yeah. Or he got sent there. Yeah. Hmm. But I was wondering, and I wondered this with the Lego movie, that do they, how do they, do they have the rights to, like, reference all these characters? Yes. Yeah. Because okay, they have know, them like, as toys. Just because like, they make uh, toys out of it so they can talk about it in the movie. Yeah. Um it's like uh I think in the Lego movie that had the Star that had Batman interacting with Star Wars Disney characters, correct? Yeah. So that's why I was just curious how that works. But yeah, just because yeah. I guess Lego owns all the the rights to those toys, as long as they're mm-hmm. a Lego version. Yep. And Iron yeah. I, Iron Man Sucks was the Oh yeah. The the Password. Password. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I would have liked to have seen that would have, I think, would have made it more fun, made it funnier, but I don't think Warner Brothers has the the balls to do it. Is they didn't really make fun of the like Batman versus Superman movie very much. Like they they talked about how it was silly, how um, you know Superman's not your not your enemy, and so like how ridiculous that is. But other than that, like especially with Batman versus Superman being as criticized as it was, I feel like they should have made a lot of jokes about that movie but since they're i guess trying to protect it then they didn't want to poke fun at themselves they put something that recently like, what do you guys think about that well, they they, they referenced it once but i <clears throat> would argue that it was it had to do with the they probably started writing this before that was released oh okay well they, that's true. they had a few jokes about suicide squad they're like oh, who yeah, would they put a bunch of too. villains together like that's dumb as hell <laughs> no idea. yeah that was funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, I would just I would have liked more, especially because that's more recent Batman movie. Because I feel like they made more jokes about the Dark Knight series than they did about um about that movie. So, but yeah, I guess mm-hmm. I didn't think about that because and it also it takes a while to animate movies. So, yeah, I feel like there was another Suicide Squad joke in there somewhere too. Yeah, he was. She was saying Barbara was trying to get him to work with those them three. 
and uh, she's saying you should you need to go with somebody else, and he says who. And he lists a few things, including the Suicide Squad. Oh, right, yeah. And he waffled a lot. Like, Batman, the character, waffled a lot on, like, oh, I need your help. Oh, I don't. Oh, I need your help. Oh, I don't. Like, we had a couple of those moments, and then finally, like, they just kind of showed up whether he liked it or not. Because <clears throat> uh, they talked sense into the computer. So, in a way, it wasn't, it, he didn't really grow. Like, mm-hmm. he that was kind of more or less forced on him than it was, like, oh, you know, you're right. By the end, he made a choice. But... Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of their team up, uh, Alfred's costume was was, was uh, great. awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> the sixties Batman costume. So one of my the like one of the biggest things that like like while well, I did overall I like this movie a lot. I think my biggest critique of it was that it seemed like you know those like you know those serious like where it pauses the the speed of the movie for a minute, it slows down, and it gets like it has like the serious like pull at your heartstrings kind of. Uh, the character like, changes his ways moment, you know, that right, is like in when... most movies, you know, and it's like kind of the formula of most movies. That's, I think it's why, like Matt, you said the movie felt like it dragged on, even though it was only, wasn't like an hour and a half long or something. Yeah. Where it wasn't really, it was as far as time, it wasn't long, but the reason it felt long was because they had those like slow down, pull at your heartstrings moments, but usually those are like at the end of the movie, but they had like 15 of those throughout the movie. Right. Where it, like, paused and, like, you know, it got serious for a second and then Batman decided to, like, make a change or, you know, whatever. And it, like, yeah. it had several of those where I, like, I think, I feel like, yeah, I was sitting in the theater. I was, like, while well, this is funny and I'm laughing and I'm enjoying this, like, at the same time, I'm, like, okay, is this over yet? Because I was, like, it, it prepared me to for it to be over. But it kept on doing right. that. And that was, it was, like, driving me nuts. It was, like, watch, it, like I walked out of the theater feeling I, like I just watched, like, 20 episodes of Full House because they always have that moment in the episode. So, like, right. what did you guys think of that? I Like I said, like, I kind of, it dragged it on. It stretched it out. It was too, like, we had we had that moment uh, in Arkham Asylum where it's like, I want your help, and we're going to do this as a team, and then five minutes later, change my mind and send you away. Like, it just, it didn't know when to end. It didn't quite, like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, where I feel like a lot of times with animated movies, like, they just make, like, four hours worth of content and like jokes and and stuff like that. And then they think, okay, now that we've made all this, like what, what story do we want to tell? And then they just like kind of pull pieces together, you know? And so yeah. that se- it seemed like that's what they did with this movie where they just were like focused on like, Hey, let's write great jokes. Like let's write great scenes. And then, you know, let's write some serious stuff. And then they just kind of piece it all together. That's, you know? that's kind of, ha- yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's especially like how the ending, like the entire ending fight scene felt like it felt very, uh, disjointed like you see a fight scene in like say x-men or something right like look at days of future past mm-hmm. they start fighting the sentinels at the very beginning of the movie and you watch like warpath take them on and blink is kind of your through line like you see blink with the character uh with uh warpath and a few others in the main room as they take on the first sentinel she jumps to another room and there's colossus and iceman and then you uh colossus takes on uh one of the sentinels and then you follow iceman like that's a very it's very different scenes but there there's a through line you know what i mean Mm. um but with this movie like we kept jumping around from various character to various character at just what seemed like just like a random roll of the dice especially at the end and that's kind of where it goes back into like sensory overload for me it felt unfocused Hmm. and uh only two main writers that i can uh click on over here 
are Chris McKenna, who's been who's written for Community and American Dad. Uh, he also wrote jokes for Captain America: Winter Soldier, and then uh, Seth Graham Smith, who wrote uh, Abraham Lincoln: Vampire Hunter and Pride and Preju- Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> yeah, have you seen Pride? Yeah. You watch no. Pride? And- okay, I Yeah, it's funny. It didn't seem like there was a lot of people like with experience with kids' movies. Um, do yeah, we're in charge of this because like even the director, I think he'd done most of his stuff that I could find was like, he was, he'd been famous for robot chicken, which is animated, but you know, it's not, right. uh, you know, kid stuff. And so, right. So yeah, but I, I mean, a movie, interesting. a movie like this is more or less done by like, like those two might be getting credit for it, but it's done by a writing room. Like there's definitely more than just two writers on a hundred million dollar sure. movie. And I'd say kids movie is kind of a rough thing to throw around because it's not really, it's not even a genre. It's yeah. just it doesn't have curse words in it, right? Sure, and but, it's um, but like they didn't not not a lot of them worked with like the I'm not sure about the writers, but like not a lot of them worked with the uh, like the first Lego movie. Yeah, that's interesting. Who directed this thing actually? Chris McKay. Me. You did congrats. Did he do the Thanks. first Lego movie? He worked on animation on the first one, but yeah, he's only done uh, Robot Chicken and Moral Oral. Uh, well, so um, it's doing good with the critics right now. Um, yes. It is currently the second highest rated on the tomato meter of Batman films. Wow. Top one is probably Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And just above the Dark Knight Rises. That's cool. Yep. And it's like third weekend, right? It's third weekend it's out and it's number one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. number one this weekend. Um, And it's... Suppo- it's uh, projected to be number one this weekend as well. I was thinking, I know it's already passed its budget, or it passed its budget in the opening weekend. Yeah, what was the budget? The budget was eighty, 80 million, 000? and no, eighty, 80 million. Eighty million. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's already made one hundred eighty worldwide. Yeah. Um, but that is still the lowest rated. Or the lowest um, grossing, grossing of, of all the, at least wide oh, release. Really? Uh, Kill, Killing Joke and Mask of the Phantasm both hit theaters, but uh, Mask of the Phantasm only did 1,500 theaters. Uh, Killing Joke did 1,300. And so this one did 4,000, which is up there with all the other major ones. But right. it's the number nine underneath Batman and Robin. But it's also only been out for four weeks. Yeah, and it should... Oh, just under Batman and Robin by uh, 300,000. So I'm sure it'll pass that in, after this weekend. Um, yeah, I'm quite sure that it'll probably earn... It'll probably do like half a, half a billion dollars like by the time it's all said and done, kind of like a, uh, like a Secret Life of Pets or Despicable mm-hmm. Me. Yeah, family, family-friendly movies definitely seem to have much longer leg uh yeah and not only that usually studio uh theaters at least my experience when you rent out a movie you usually rent it out either for uh three six or nine weeks most movies are just three weeks Mm -hmm. uh but whenever i was there like we had ice age two and uh oh geez there was another there's an uh we had cars and we rented those for nine weeks each so i imagine this is going to have a pretty good run um, and you can even then, like at the end of the, uh, that your time period, you can do an extension for another three weeks if you want it. It's interesting the times we live in because, you know, 
back in the day, uh, they would hold movies like Empire Strikes Back or Indiana Jones in the theaters for eight months at a time. <laughs> it's crazy. And then it would take about two years for them to come out on VHS. Right. I mean, m- movies back then had such a long run. Yeah, I've we me and Kendall talked to a friend in Dallas last time we were down there, and he was saying uh, that I needed to see... Uh, La La Land. La La Land in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to wait till it's on Blu-ray because, you know, it's not, there's not like big special effects that I think I need to see in theaters. And he, he was like, man, I just don't agree with that because the movie like even points that out how movie going was supposed to be like this special experience in the theaters now. But I don't know. I think times have changed and yes, um, go with the flow or get washed under the waves. I, I what are you like- saying? That's Steve Everett. What? To change is good? I, I feel like uh, some movies, there are some movies that I would love to see on a big screen. Mm-hmm. They're doing they're doing RoboCop in May at the Circle Cinema, mm-hmm. and I would love to see that on the big screen. There are certain movies that are made for that, but like, uh, if you have a nice setup at home and you can have a quiet atmosphere, like most movies will work just fine at home. Yeah. There are some movies that work better. There are some movies, no matter where you are, you need an audience to like Killer Clowns plays so much better with an audience. Yeah. And it's so much more enjoyable with an audience than it is on your own. I'm going to write a blog on that and post it on our website soon about best party movies and or group movies. Mm-hmm. Right. And because uh, Cloverfield Lane, 10 Cloverfield Lane, was, I would have hated watching that in theater. Yeah. But uh, watching that at home Kindle was a fantastic isolation. experience. Uh, I we had f- the fear of group settings for movies and to the where to where it actually burnt me with uh the force awakens cuz I waited too long waiting for people to get out of the way till I got the movie spoiled for me the big mm. the big spoiler of that movie and I'm sorry. oh it wasn't me ooh that hurt but anyway uh I I've gotten over that fear to a extent and but at the same time I just it's not so bad, but like I mean, we went and saw we all went and saw Split, right? Mm-hmm. I felt like that would have been better at home, yeah. isolation because people were laughing at parts they shouldn't be laughing at. Yeah, yeah. that's what I think about up. like scary movies yes. and stuff. Is that I hate watching them with other people because they like scream when they're not supposed to scream and stuff like that, or laugh. <laughs> or they laugh when it's not funny, and you're like, great, now and I'm it not ruins scared. it. Where it's it's a better experience when I watch it by myself. Yeah. The best times. To me, the best times to see scary movies like that, if you're going to see them on a screen, is like an indie theater like Circle when they play it at midnight and it's an older movie or something. Like Mm -hmm. they did the thing in Halloween because the people that are going to go see that movie are like minded people that know they know this film, how it goes, when you're supposed to laugh, when you're supposed to jump, whatever. Um, It's not teenagers just looking for something Mm -hmm. to do, right? Or moms who don't want to get a babysitter. Yeah, or moms who don't want to get a babysitter. That pisses me off every time yeah our listeners are like i thought this was geek cinema right not geek stay at home <laughs> but you know what we're Cinema's such big home, fans right? that we're upset at how cinema has been ruined cinema transcends amen cinnamon cinnamon transcends Cinema s- transcends cinnamon. The taste you can see. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. 
So anybody else have any thoughts on Batman? Lego Batman, do you think there'll be another one? Probably. Do you think we'll see a Lego movie too instead of... We'll get a different Lego movie, I bet. Well, they're doing Lego Ninjago. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is going to bomb horribly. He wants to see it. Really? He was very interested. I wasn't sure about it until it's on Blu-ray. I mean, like, it looked fun mm-hmm. and it looked cheeky it and was just that. stupid that it was ninjago but it's like why like i mean i i don't know like i feel like everyone needs a franchise now yeah, that right. It, that right there That's seemed like where they're is. trying to cash in on like trying to boost lego sales by promoting ninjago i just don't understand it because like ninjago uh before that preview i've never even been able to pronounce what a ninjago is i've seen <laughs> them uh but i've never i've never i i have no idea uh, and I, I think that's going to cater definitely more to the younger audiences. Yeah. But if kids are being burned by this movie, what makes them think that kids will go out for that movie? Kids don't know how to get burnt. Yeah, sure they do. Like whenever no. jokes and things go over their heads. They're just like, yeah, it looked cool. Depends how old they are. Yeah, some of them. Yes, that's Four-year-olds like, oh, colors. <laughs> yeah. True. Toys that are It's high. a Lego and it moves. I think a Lego. Yeah. I mean, like it'll never happen, but like a Lego 80s movie where 80s movie mm-hmm. where they get like the turtles and like he-man and pull all those cartoons from the 80s and do a lego movie with that'd them that'd be fun uh, yeah kyle said it seems like lego cells push but i'd see it more as warner brothers saw they they took a chance on this writer who had a script called mm-hmm. the lego movie and they're like that sounds ridiculous but we'll do it and then when it goes over so well they're like we can do so much with this. Right. Knowing Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's what they I mean they're they're they've put out a lot of franchises. This yeah. is the best lately. Warner Brothers movie I've seen all year. Well, like you know how it, many have you seen? I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I don't know what they put out. In the original uh Lego movie, it wasn't supposed to be Batman. Really? Yeah. I can't remember if it was supposed to be Marty McFly or if it was supposed to be James Bond, but it was gonna be something like that. Huh. Um, Marty McFly would be weird. Marty be- would be another good one for the '80s movie. Yeah, it was going to be something like that uh, because they didn't think that DC were going to sign off on Batman. Well, I'm glad they did. Favorite scenes? Oh yeah, we didn't do that, did we? I'm sorry. Oh, I already know mine. I thought about it earlier today. My favorite scene is uh, after Batman gets home after disarming the bomb, and it just has that lonely piece of him mm-hmm. after like yes. he gets home and Peter tells him that Alfred left his lobster in the fridge and so he sits there microwaving it and then we get to see him down there in his little boat in the water <laughs> underneath the cave just eating his lobster and playing guitar and then we get to see he goes and he's uh watching a Jerry Maguire <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 Jerry Maguire and she's like you had me at hello why is he laughing i don't understand i think he thinks it's it's he doesn't take it seriously yeah he doesn't take the romance seriously it's part of that non-committal thing yeah Yeah. i like that a lot because i think that's what in the first trailer that i saw of it like the teaser trailer like like over a year ago i think was uh was yeah that it showed like the depressing side of being batman or the sad side of it uh, in a funny way, mm-hmm. so uh, so that's what immediately made me excited for the movie, and that so yeah, I like that scene a lot too. I think that uh, I think probably my favorite scene was Batman at the party. 
at the oh at the Justice League party. Yeah, fiftieth. Yeah. Oh, fifty first or fifty second. Yeah. Yeah, that was good because I liked it because yeah, you have the Robin being goofy, like jumping around and trying to steal a gun, <laughs> and then also just the sadness again of Batman not being invited to the party of all the Justice friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if if Batman stole the Lego Movie, I think in my opinion, Robin stole this one. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think yes. Alfred stole it. I was more interested in what Alfred had to say and do. How, what do like we think him. of the Joker? He was kind of creepy like at him. first. Mm-hmm. You didn't like him? No, I, I didn't care for him. Yeah. I I, I liked him. Um, Not my favorite, but... Not your favorite Joker? <laughs> no, not at all. But I mean, like... He was he was almost too goofy. Mm-hmm. So I think it was fitting for this movie because if I, they would have tried to get like a very scary person or a very like trying to be the Joker, like where he's trying to be like you know right. um, insane or uh, you know terrifying or anything like that, then it wouldn't have been as funny, uh, or you know it, it just wouldn't right. fit the movie. But with this, uh, you know, right. someone who obviously like is just a, a ridiculous take on the Joker, um, I, th- I thought it fit well. Yeah. I get, I get that. I don't know. I just... Because uh... I feel like if it would have been... Most of the people probably would have just gone for like just being funny and silly, but that would have just been almost like a rehash of the 90s TV show Joker with Mark Hamill, you know? <laughs> right. right. So I do wish Mark Hamill should have been in this. Uh, okay, hold on. We're going to sidestep for a second. Um, Ooh, let me tell you sorry. something Mark Hamill is doing right now that I do not like. So my like three favorite superheroes of all time comic book characters rather would be would would obviously batman ghost rider and swamp thing okay and swamp thing had a cartoon series back in the day if you believe it before batman did Hmm. um it only lasted five episodes because it went way over kids heads and it was more terrifying than it was anything else um he was actually he was voiced by uh, the guy who does Senator Kelly in the hmm. X Men '90s series, mm-hmm. but um, he always kind of had that deep grovelly voice and whatnot, and he was portrayed as more serious, and that was kind of it. Like there was the movies, same thing more or less with the movies, um, and the TV, the live action TV show that ran for like seventy some odd episodes. Well, he he's disappeared since like more or less like 1995. He hasn't really been or starred in anything until now. We have Justice League Dark, the animated movie, and Swamp Thing's in it, and then Nell it. He's great in that. Um, very good representation of the character. They're doing Injustice 2, and Swamp Thing's mm-hmm. in that. And just a little bit that he talks and does his thing, great representation mark hamill is voicing swamp thing in justice league action which is this new bruce tim overseen project okay he's overseeing it and it's kind of a revamp of justice league and justice league unlimited done in a very similar style swamp things in it but swamp thing is voiced by mark hamill doing more or less what sounds like the joker and laughing and it is terrible and hmm. actually, and Kevin Conroy's in there too. He does Batman. Hmm. Uh, but, and everything I've seen from, like I had high hopes for Justice League action, but if you get time, check it out. Because it was really disappointing to me. Like okay. a few different things of it. It kind of falls into the 
since I mean, granted, it's called Justice League action, but it kind of falls into sensory overload where it's just like random fight scene. Yeah. Not like the Justice League and Batman and Superman we grew up with. Right. I don't know. Like, not my favorite Batman movie. Not the worst Batman movie. I'd watch it any day over uh, Batman 66. And whenever it comes to Blu-ray and all that, I'll watch it again and see what I think. Maybe I'll change my mind. Uh, because, like, going in, like, I was already kind of, like, had it in my head. Like, I'm not so sure if I'm going to like this. And sometimes it's just the mindset. Yep. And I had a different idea of what this movie would be, which is my own fault. And that's part of, it's part, actually, it's part my fault. Uh, Well, I mean, it's all my fault. But, like, the reason being is that I didn't want to see any more previews for it, right? Like, so I didn't watch any more trailers beyond the teaser trailer. And we get the one teaser trailer scene where it's Batman making his dinner, Alfred sneaking up on him and getting, like, karate kicked into the piano. Oh, yeah. That was the teaser trailer. And I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to watch anything else of this. And But I kind of had in my head it was something something more like that than what we got. I agree. That, that may have been a little, mis- a little misleading. Kendall, what was your favorite scene? I don't know. <laughs> it's the opening scene in the plane. No. That was a good introduction to the Lego world in general. Mm-hmm. Like, best friends. Like, Yeah. And not even, uh, and before that, we even get the the intro intro with the Batman um, voiceover. Oh, that was which fun. Was that was great because it was that was just satiri- sat- satirizing current movie in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the uh, the Michael all Jackson great quote. movies start in black. black. All great movies end in white. <laughs> That's great. That was. I love the Michael Jackson quote. Uh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Man in the mirror. No, Batman said that. Go ahead, Kendall. I guess... Well, I don't know. When he's like, no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that one. Which one? No, 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 no. And he's going up the stairs, and he's like, Oh yeah, when oh, he's telling him you have to go to the to the ball. The ball yeah. that was funny. <laughs> that was great. I completely had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I was I was like I was, I was like no, <laughs> no. 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 Yeah. It's like did I did I miss part of this movie? Yeah. yeah. But also the ball. But then he's like, and I'll let you do or you'll get to do your favorite thing first. Yeah. <laughs> Dress up party or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> See, like that kind of stuff. That was fun. It was just an interesting, interesting movie. Yeah, it's up there for me. It's in probably top top five, maybe. I've been waiting to hear what you like after seeing your posts on social media. I've been very, very much waiting. Yeah, to hear I, I absolutely loved it. I mean, I'm a complete comedy nerd, and and I love Batman, and animation. so the mixture was just perfect. Oh yeah, animation fan too. So I loved it all. I'd put the the Dark Knight, Batman Begins. And the two Tim Burton ones above it. I haven't seen Bat or Mask of the Phantasm long enough, recently enough to. We need to watch set that it. one again. It's good. Yeah, it's so good. Are we gonna do one? I'm not sure when it comes out, but uh, the Logan movie. October third. I'm seeing that. March third. March third. Yeah. <laughs> March third. Okay. So why did I say? You're October. gonna be really. It's, it may be on DVD and Blu-ray <laughs> yeah. by then. Yeah. 
Hey guys, thanks once again for listening to Geek Cinema Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast app and join us next week for the Geek Cinema Awards. And once again, if you go to YouTube, you can find us on there and watch the stream of that on Friday night. Come join us. We'd love to chat. Other than that, guys, we'll see you next week. Bada bing, bada boom. Woo! Hello? I don't think he knows we're here. He can hear us. I can barely hear Everett. Oh, that's not Everett. I wasn't on the mic. Okay. Better for me. Hello? Hello. Perfect. Catman Brothers. Oh, no, 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 no.